What's up, guys? You are listening to the Toge Hour podcast. My name is Wade Best, owner of 129 Toge, and joining me are some of the area's most known individuals in the mountain pass scene. Here, we discuss the presence of US 129's Toge scene and the endless changing cycle of motorsport-related news. Real quick before the podcast starts, huge shout out to your sponsors, Toge Motorsports, for your parts and fluid needs to keep your Toge car on the mountain pass. Eurospec LLC here in Louisville, Tennessee, for your European automotive needs, and Douglas James Smith, Dugspec Alignments. JZL Track Days, come join us on the track with Atlanta's premier HPD organization, and Carbon Candy for your full carbon aerodynamic parts needs. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Season 4, Episode 3 of the Toga Hour. I have some special kids here with me today. Uh, one, <laughs> one importantly, um, we're going to get to your nickname here soon. Uh, God's Foot, Godfoot's Daughter. We talked about you on the past podcast. Um, Isaac Rayfield, welcome to, the, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about... Uh, some paddock stuff. Yep. So what we're diving into tonight is diving into absolutely everything that you can think of when it comes to paddock setup, or if you're just traveling by yourself, like a pack of bologna in a cooler in the back of your car, which you probably shouldn't do, <laughs> but <laughs> we will get to that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get through the list. This man is making a return back to season four. We have Dylan Shelburne down there. Hi. Our uh, Haggerty official client. Client. Clientele. I'm a representative. Representative, sorry. Dang right, son. Speaking of tracks. Don't sue us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels good to be back. I've been very busy. I think we're in kind of the, we're starting to calm down with events and everything, but I've been doing agent meetings and going to visit people's collections. And the big thing has been surveying cars and values lately, Uh, but we can talk about that later. Been very busy, so it feels good to actually be back. You're like in the layaway season of Walmart right now. (laughs) Pretty they much. Do they away still? No, they don't. <laughs> what What is it? The rollback commercials? Rollback. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So it feels good to be back. Let's go. Soon, back. soon to be back in a fun car. Shoo. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> got Douglas James Smith down there, our local alignment man, greatest looking alignment man this side of Mississippi? Texas. I would Texas. say this side of California. Yeah. This side of California, actually, not Hawaii. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, they got they got some. Is that a hot topic? To <laughs> oh my god, oh, brother! What's going on, guys? Been very wore out lately. I'm currently booked out to the twelfth. Uh, Three weeks. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, now two and a half, give or take. All the way up to the track day, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, the week of. We need to talk about scheduling before you leave them. <laughs> So, I'm actually making appointments. We're not going to talk about a podcast tonight. I'm going to get my tires in there. No. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up with you here, Mr. Blonde Man, was what's your favorite car this week? Oh, shit. I forgot to fucking look. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. Oh, think. he didn't prep. I didn't prep. You just talk about this week up to Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. All right. So, I worked on um, a totally stock. Totally mint Honda Step Wagon today. Ooh, whoa! Oh, let me see. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Bone stock. That's rad. No, I don't know. You know Is that from Adrian? Uh, no, this one's actually from uh, Duncan Imports. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's from Duncan. Uh, some uh, guy said he's going to use it. He's been using it for working out of, and he uses it to haul two um, 200cc bikes in it. Um, Haggerty loves Duncan. Uh, Those guys are awesome. 
dude, that thing is so cool. I've I've never actually worked work on one yet. Um, it's basically like the Honda Odyssey and the Honda CRV had a baby. Yeah, um, that's it's like a super a, Honda Fit. Is it all-wheel drive? Uh, this one was a front-wheel drive. But Some of them they are. do make all-wheel drive ones. And, and they, yeah, uh, they had a they have a Mugen version of one. So sick, dude! <laughs> is it cool? But that is one of the cars. I wish it had sliding doors on both sides. Just it, one. Just it, it's like a Veloster like end. Yes, it's yes. ridiculous, and it makes me hate them. But I love them for every other reason. Yep. And then um, the engine in it is a B20B, which is the CRV engine, two liter, uh, non-turbo, uh, dual grid cam. Um, but because of the fact they're a low compression engine, they do love turbo. So that would be a really cool thing to see lowered and, and hauling ass down the down the hill. Also would be a good paddock vehicle. It looks like it'd be something fun to camp in. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that was the other thing. So um, they're third row seats, and then the uh, the middle seat uh, can be used as a captain's chair. It does yeah. rotate and face oh, the cool. other one. The the third row. Yes. The the third row can be either tilted to the sides like an element, or can it be removed? No problem. Um, so it, it's very versatile, very cool. Um, but I've, this is the first time I ever got to look at one or check one out, and yeah. definitely would love to own one. It's funny, Doug's over there doing the alignment backwards, like he's only left-handed because it's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very cool though. That's cool. Good to hear. Good to hear. I love it too. Uh, I'm gonna get to you here in a second. We've got Sean Wilson Smith. He's back. The return. He's in here. He up. We up. We up. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, Isaac, the reason I brought you in here today is because you've been doing a little bit of upgrading, I would say. Yeah. Uh, When we were at Barber supporting uh, Josh for his gridlock battle that he was doing, um, also there with JZL Track Days for a track day, uh, you had the The probably the the setup there, right? I think we're the only one there that had a rooftop view of the entire track. Other yeah. than the people that told me to leave the padding on the VIP <laughs> section. Yeah, so um, like you said, uh, it'll get on later in this episode, I'm sure, but upgrades have came since then. Um, I noticed I, you drilled into the wall in one of your videos and water was coming out. So. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm so lost here. Can someone <laughs> film me? <laughs> uh, the new trailer that we have um, made a purchase, my brother and I, um, luckily we have a dad who has a a big enough truck to continue our ever-growing love for tracking so um he is uh graciously allowed us to basically steal his vehicle every track day and we just disappear six hours away for the most part yeah so that's why we made the upgrade but um we used to have a 32 foot enclosed trailer we would cram two miatas in there as tight as you could possibly get them um uh, and a Del Sol once. Yep, yep. We did haul <laughs> Doug's Del Sol to a uh, nah, Not mine. You cannot say that. I'll get oh, murdered. Lindsay's. Lindsay's. Doug's uh, wife. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> um, Del Sol to Radwood. No issues. Um, we had the trailer. So the first track day we ever did was roughly two years ago. It was preheat with Jay Zilla. Um, Wade and Doug um, combined basically beat us up into going. And That's what we did. Like two days yeah. before we made a impulse purchase um bought a big trailer that we didn't even know was going to fit two miatas shoved two miatas in there and hightailed the road atlanta but um it was fully loaded you know um we bought it yeah had heat and ac we bought it local luckily Um, oh tell them who you bought it from yeah so we bought it we bought it from a, a friend of ours now um really cool dude um speedy cop 
he built some very interesting things needless to say it's some we went through his warehouse um i rode his 800 900 foot zip line you know i mean it was just i, I went to i went to buy a trailer and left with an experience you know but it was a uh, he's a really cool dude um definitely give him a look on instagram or whatever he uses nowadays so we i think for season five we're gonna have a lot of guests on here uh obviously my fiance's dad just lives like two houses down from and uh he talks to him every now and then when he goes through and we might we'd like to have him on here if we can I'll yeah he's a bills and stuff. He sounds like a cool guy he's a really cool dude down to earth um you know, you'd never know until you, he drives up in a Cessna on a uh, some crazy stuff. He's got an EcoBoost mode. It's it's insane. <laughs> but um, I had that 32 foot trailer. It was triaxle, you know, bumper pull. It wasn't necessarily the most ideal setup for what we were doing, um, but it worked. We kept it for a little over a year and a half, right into two years. Um, had heat and AC. We would sleep out of it. Saved us on hotels. Um, had generator hookups, so we just a generator have heat ac all night um, whatever was needed had rooftop which sadly we only got to use twice um, our first track day and our last track day with it um, but whenever it was up everybody loved it we would park as close to the first turn or the biggest straight we could find and just everybody would load up on top and see just get to watch all your buddies fly down the front yeah. straight yeah that, that was a cool experience too just being able to see all of that so you know brought you in here because of the trailer have some different variety in here too. A lot of us are used to just, you know, showing up to a track day, just bringing what you can, pack it in the back of your car. Some people have these four-door saloons that they can just show up, bring their entire house with. <laughs> some people have uh, a BMW Isetta that they can only bring like a, a purse. With. Okay, you so. can't even you can't even bring a sneeze in an Isetta. Better <laughs> <laughs> not have a cold one or get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, diving into it, number one. Having the basics, right? Stop showing up to events without numbers, man. Yeah. Have your tape. Oh, God. So that falls into, like, you know, when you show up to an event, setting up your paddock and everything, tools, right? You need your tools. This, and this is going into, like, full paddock setup, and we're going to start with just the basics. Let's say you've never been to an event before. What's your Like, right. this is, if you're listening to this and you're even contemplating a track day, these are the essentials that you should bring, right? That's what we're going to go over. And for a lot of people that listen to this Toge podcast, a lot of you already have most of this in your vehicle and for some reason show up to a track day without it. I cannot even begin to name the amount of people I know with tire pressure gauges that show up at a track day and ask me for one. I'm like, where is it? And it's like, oh, well, I left it at home. I figured I could just use someone else's. I'm like, now you're that guy. Yeah, now you're the guy. The tape, it goes from a full roll tape to nothing. It gets used yeah. from numbers to holding splitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. Sean, you got some experience? Uh, oh, I do, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there are massive essentials. Now, thankfully, Jay Zilla, who all of us track with, yep. has done a really good job with discovery parts. And so they'll usually bring out a trailer to some of these track days and they'll have some of the essentials, but you guys cannot rely on that. I know we have people out in Texas and out in California that do track days and things like that or are thinking about doing it and you guys have to have the essentials. So are we just going to kind of go around and name one thing that you should bring? If this is, I mean, we are talking basic level. This right. is probably basic, somebody's... Basic, throw it in the back of the car. Let's go to the track. So I'm going to start with, if this is especially... I feel like this is a lot of our demographic, but this is your only car. Somebody has a Fiesta ST or an 8.6, and this is their only car. They make okay money. They have enough money for a track day. 
I'm just going to start before, as you're signing up for the track day, get some track insurance, man. If you can afford gas for a track day and all the consumables that go with it, you can usually afford track insurance. And I will say it is so much more fun being on track when you have coverage. I'm not just saying that because I work for Haggerty. Even before <laughs> I worked for Haggerty, when I tracked my cars, I had track insurance. Haggerty offers it. Lockton offers it. There's a ton of different companies that you should check out. But ha- whenever you go to sign up for these events, especially on Motorsport Reg, because Haggerty owns that, there's an option to add track insurance. As you're signing up for these events, you need to consider at least putting it on there because it can absolutely save your ass. And that's a good thing with Jayzilla is they tell you in your driver's packet, like if you want it, they give you a link and it's straight to their web, your Haggerty's website. Usually some sort of discount. Too. Yeah, and yeah. with a discount code because they're, I believe, partnered together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we, we sponsor Jayzilla Track Days. Yep. And, and uh, that's us giving back to the drivers. So we want to give back to you guys so you oh, guys yeah. can keep driving. You can't keep driving if you total your car yep. and not replace it. <laughs> and we've seen that many times. Um, I mean, you think of the last track day we went to at Barber. We watched a Porsche came and end up on its roof and... Keep driving. Uh, yeah, he kept, kept driving it, but, <laughs> but it's not your Miata's not gonna do and where that. Where we watch that from? The my top rooftop of the trailer. Bikes, yeah. <laughs> so that's my basic is before you even get into the track, get some track insurance. Yeah. So I will always recommend. And that's it. something you know it ties into like you know we're talking about what to bring with you, especially like your paddock setup. I mean, you're bringing an insured car at that point, so that yeah. definitely ties into. And as, uh, like I said, for a lot of these people, it's their only car. And cars aren't cheap to replace, even if it's like John Greenberg, if it's your fourth car or fifth car, they're still not cheap to replace. I mean, you pay cash for a lot of these cars, out 20 grand, 30, 40, 50 grand, it's not worth it. Get track insurance. One super thing I'm bad about now is for some reason I used to carry, now this is going back, you know, the basics of what you should bring. You know, you want to have your tools, obviously, I think that just needs to be number one. Have your primary tools, have what you need, right? We've talked about it in a different sentence. But when it comes to just like showing up, you know how many people show up anymore that do not have chairs? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, about Dude, bring no canopy. <laughs> yep. Chairs. That's uh, bring a chair. Bring a canopy at least. And almost every cars. car can fit a chair. Mm-hmm. And if and if you're bringing an NB Miata and it's your only car and you have a passenger, you can get a chair that fits in the back. So just bring a chair. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, yeah, like I brought that. two chairs, umbrella, last time I went. That's why you'll be very grateful whenever it's yeah. 98 degrees in the paddock and you're graciously allowed to sit underneath someone's tent with your own chair. So cool thing, especially with Jayzilla, the chalet, right? Yeah. Go get food and drinks, but it's also good, like, dude, stay hydrated, dude. Yeah. I mean, you have like to. I said, this is basics. Yeah. You're out there in the middle of summer. You need to be hydrated. Even right? if it's in the winter, yeah, you're, you're still to a degree physically exercising your yeah. body mm-hmm. and your mind and that you just need to replenish getting a drink you won't even think about it when you're on a target it goes by so fast for some people it's just like oh I didn't eat I didn't drink and right. it goes by so slow if you have a Miata <laughs> and very true and please for the love of God when you show up to track day have a full tank of gas yes oh yes, yes. <laughs> so so far we have track insurance full tank of gas Cheers. water and chairs you can buy waters at Walmart for what? You can get it like a 24-pack for oh, five, yeah. six, five, like six bucks. Five, six bucks? Yeah. That's the know. thing is, I don't know how many. I, I drink so many bottles of water a day. You have to. You have to. You yeah, literally have to. You're going to. Yep. And a lot of people do forget, yeah. and, and they and they'll feel yeah, the effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the afternoon, they're dying. Yep. Uh, or considering it's dying. Road Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Road Atlanta. Dude, because it's, it's just a heat hard. pit. Yep. yep. And there's no wind over there. 
Just nope. this massive pit of sweat and oil. Your urine's the color of that Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, uh, fans. Bring some fans. Bring yeah. some fans. You if know. you can fit them. If you can fit them, yeah. You can yeah. Even yeah. That's just one of those. hand fans, you know. Just I, sacrifice, little... I sacrifice most of the room this last, last track day for, uh, I brought two fans. I didn't bring a chair. I don't know. <laughs> I'm that guy. But I was like, I'm going to supply some, some hair. Because it, after when you get off track, like all you want to do is just cool off. There's yeah, I appreciate that. We I think we stole one of your fans. Yeah. It was great. I was like, I don't care who used it. I was like, I'm gonna sit in front of it eventually. But yep. yeah, fans definitely throw that on the list. I help my dogs out a lot actually. Yeah. For was, every for everyone that's currently building this checklist as we go through it, can you do me a favor and put oil at the very top of your very list? Top. It yeah. doesn't Mason, matter Mason, if you have yeah. a brand new car because even th- like GT 350s burn oil, 86s burn oil. Trust me, yeah. like older car, just bring. Like, don't just bring one quart either. If if you can bring like the five quart jugs, you're gonna make so many friends. Yep. <laughs> because a lot of these people that only have one car, they might not have the budget to afford a torque wrench. You give somebody some oil and you ask to borrow a torque wrench, that's gonna be a yes every day of the week. That so oil, that oil, it'll get around. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll make a lot of friends, and <laughs> and that. <laughs> But, yeah, I would say definitely try to bring some One oil. thing I'm going to start doing, and it's hard because you're going to have off the schedule again so messed up, but taping a schedule somewhere where you can see it. Screenshot it on your phone. Yeah, they always email schedules. That's what one thing I always do. I learned extremely early on. Um, I cannot even remember who told me this. I, I got it from Austin. I say it, it was liable to either be Austin or James himself, but yeah. he was like, just look at it. Take a picture and set it as your lock screen. He said, you'll go to work Monday morning. You'll be like, why am I still looking at this? <laughs> but Saturday and Sunday, you'll be so glad it's there because all you have to do is just look down at your phone. That's what I usually I, I just have it screenshotted and I just check it. Like, oh, yeah, what time we need to go on? Ah, okay, got it. You know, Unless they text you yeah. and tell yeah. you that we're running out behind or something like that. I think the last thing for the basics, and this can tie into your tools that you bring as well, is a tire and flare. Yep. You have one. Yeah, yeah. I I usually never bring one, but the thing usually is, somebody has. One. Well, usually I'm airing airing down. I'm usually airing down. I say rather, down. but rather, it's really good to have the option. Yep. Yes, that's that's the big thing, because then you can make your adjustments. Yeah, you'll be hitting the mountain pass. You'll lower your tire pressure, and the next thing you know, you drove all the way on low psi to the track, and you're getting ready to set up. Y'all. I'm at yep. PSI. <laughs> Another I, one. I got one. Once we get out of the basics and into the kind of intermediate level stuff, I have one. And that's what we're about to hit up to. So next thing I was going to bring up was setup strategy, right? You should have a plan when you get to wherever you go. I don't care if you're at an autocross. I don't care if you're going to pull out track day or a champ car race or just do a hill climb where you're parked on the side of the road and have to make do with what you have. You need a strategy, right? You need a setup plan. Yep. So um, one thing for us, uh, these guys can attest to it. Last track day, we... We always bring at least one tent with us. We like to set it up right as soon as you get out, walk out of the side of the trailer, so you're not walking out just into straight beaming sunlight. Um, and we actually used it as a cookout. We brought a little black stone with us, um, just a little grill, you know, two, three hundred dollars. Which, and in most cases, it's not in budget, which we totally understand, you know. But for us, it was something that was already around the house, and we were like, ah, we'll use it, you know. Um, but we just like to have a place to where if we need to work on our cars, we can pull right next to the front door of the trailer. Our tools were in the very front of the trailer, so we would just open that door, and we would just have easy access right to whatever well, we needed. You definitely worked on them. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Miatas, they're reliable around the road, but 
Especially at whenever the you, house. Yeah, in, a, in our household, um, we have one sitting with a blown up motor, and three are running right now. Knock on wood, but um, I have to still get home tonight. But <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just mostly like you just have to have a plan. And I learned a lot just from watching a lot of YouTube videos. Surprisingly, like you watch a lot of people go to these champ car races and IMSA races and you see how they set up and it's like wow they have that very efficiently set up to where it's just in and out if you need something you're right there it's always there and it ties in like you could be what's the cool thing about us we have so many people that go um, we have a trailer you have a trailer there's more people that are starting to get in close trailers Mm -hmm. now so it helps out like when you're working on stuff or just want to cool off or everybody just want to take a break for a second right and just chill out but it also helps when like you have on track maintenance that you have to do and this ties into like if you don't have anything you're just bringing the bare necessities usually you know when you first go you're not going to know a lot of people oh, yeah. right? you may know people like if we bring you in or you're just experiencing it for the first time it's all new you're just trying to survive the day right and so setting a like a very strategic setup so say if i'm just showing up i'm in Doug's type art okay i just have a canopy just have some basic tools throw everything out get everything set up and then i'm parked i want to be parked where I can get to where I need to be easy, right? Not be in a lot of other people's way and not have people be in my way. That's the oh, way I would see it. You mentioned parking. Can I please mention this for the love of God? If you can, don't pull your e-brake after you come off track. Oh, yeah. Yes. It doesn't even matter if you had a cool down lap. Just please, for the love of God, do not swing in and just crank your e-brake. You have a high, not always, but a high probability of sticking your pad to your rotor. And what? it can... Yeah, and so, and and a lot of times, like, bringing, like, a piece of wood or a chalk isn't, like, super bad for your space. Like, it's usually pretty space efficient, so I would just throw one in if you can, and you can go get a piece of wood, or you can even go buy a chalk from, like, Lowe's. Harbor Freight sells chalks, those little plastic chalks, which aren't necessarily the greatest, but Better than sticking a pad to a rotor. cars, yeah. Yeah. cars that, I mean, even Doug's are weighing in it over 3,000 pounds. The heavy hitter. Yeah, I mean... 3,100. It's not gonna... You're not gonna have any issues using a $3 chuck from Harbor Freight. You know? Then you go to drive off and it's stuck to your Yeah, car. that's the worst part. You forget about it and then you destroy your, your perfectly good Harbor Freight plastic wheel chalk. So one thing, regardless if you're going by yourself or if you're, you just have a ton of people going, like we usually have like 15 plus people go with us over so when we go car layout, you have people in different groups. You have people that you may not know, but you're, I guess, about to become really good friends with them that weekend, so they're going to hang out with you, right? Uh, so having a strategic car lineup that we're like, hey, this guy's in yellow group, yeah. he's going. It just, okay. rotates. It just yep. rotates out. If you can get them all lined up and be clean and you know, respect like who's beside you and who's not, then you're good, right? So I think... You know, having an ideal like in and out pattern for your cars is huge, especially at any HPD or just any event. And I would assume for a lot of people, if they're going to their first track day, they're going to be under some form of instruction. Dude, become best friends with your instructor. Like, don't sit there and grab his thighs while you're driving, but communicate. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I have seen so many, and I've been in situations where I have had people not communicate with me effectively, and it makes everything stressful. Like. 
you have somebody coming out of a class and you need to reach out to them and say, hey, your session's coming up. Let's get in the car. Where's my student? Where's his car? Like, I'm by his car. Where is he? He's making out with his girlfriend in the bathroom. What's going on? <laughs> so there, there needs to be a massive, almost obsessive level of communication with your instructor. And if you can, ride with them on track. Now, we can get into tips all day. I know we're talking about bringing the basics. Yeah. Are we still on the basics or have we we're kind of like intermediate now so we're talking like set up right you know you've been to a couple track days at this point track days or even if it's your first one and you have some budget yeah you got a little bit of budget right um one thing i want to say throughout the entire like you're doing eight hours a day right on a track stay clean make sure your area is like (laughs) i thought you meant take a shower (laughs) yeah that too but you know it's just out there just Bottles of water. Where's all the water going? We're trying to stay hydrated. Just taking a shower. I will say. All the. Throughout the day, you'll start using tools, right? Like, you start laying stuff out. It's so easy to lose stuff. Oh, it's it's session time. Oh, I just ran around. Where's my 10 mil? uh, Lug nut. Or my key. Oh, I'll never forget that when we were at Road Atlanta. No, it was at Charlotte. Didn't you lose that at Road Atlanta, too? No. No, that was at Charlotte. You're right. We were in the pits for like 30 minutes after the whole track day's over. I'm looking for this key, and I'm... Where was it? It... So, the next morning, when I went out to get in the car, I opened the trunk, and that key was sitting <laughs> on the very top. I love that. It's a ghost. I love and the way it works. Because I had to end up going and borrowing a... It's like just a socket from a guy, and it got stuck because it wasn't right. I know. I saw you beating it on the ground. I've never seen Sean almost whoop the ass of an inanimate object before. <laughs> you should have seen him trying to unlock his Ford F-150. <laughs> so I will say intermediate level for track, especially if you have the budget, you probably have some knowledge to go alongside with this. Bring a notebook. Yes. Just and it doesn't have to be like crazy data level. Just take notes. You know, turn one, I went in at ninety miles an hour and it was too slow. I can take it at a hundred. Just take some notes because you're going. It's a high performance driving education event. Educate yourself. You can't just rely on the instructor. Or if you've been there before, don't get cocky and act like you know the track. There's people out there slower than you, and there's tons of people out there faster than you. Bring a notebook, try to learn, and ask questions. How are you taking this turn? Find somebody with a similar car and just have a conversation. You'll probably make a friend out of it. You know, if you guys are in the same run group, try to drive with them and see what's going on. Obviously, leave some space and be respectful. But yeah, (laughs) but like my very first track day I did in my white Fiesta, I found Matt Gamble who has a white Fiesta that's fully track prepped. Yeah. And I asked to follow him and then just see what his line looked like, see how the car behaved, see where he was hitting his brakes, where I was hitting my brakes, and just really learn. And I took notes, and it helped me develop a lot as a driver because when I'm not on track having to think about everything at once, I could go back and look at my notes, say at lunch, and then go apply that when I go back out on track. And that's what makes you a better driver. It's the stuff you do off the track that makes you a better driver. So... Bring a notebook and a pen. Don't just bring a notebook. Just bring a notebook. <laughs> but Dylan this said. Means something. <laughs> Dylan said I'm learning. <laughs> I'll touch on this a little bit. It's not really for like I guess the driving. Just set up. Get like a good set of uh, ratchet straps for like tying down on your trailer. Oh, yes. Like yes. Ooh, ooh. Shout out, quarters. shout out, Bridge Moto. Shout yeah, out, Bridge Moto. Check them out. They've got some awesome stuff for like towing. Get yeah. stuff set up. I use their straps while I have my hauling company, and the whole time I have my hauling company, two pairs. It's yeah. all I went through. Those things are unreal. And don't, get, and don't get in a hurry. Like like the day before, like when you're setting everything up, trying to get like your 
stuff planned out. Like, take the time to, like, take an extra 10 minutes to walk around again and make sure everything's, Double like, check. secured right. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're, yeah, make, and that's another thing. Make sure you're securing, like, everything in the right way. You know, don't, don't do enough sketchy stuff, like, looping stuff in the wrong <laughs> yeah. way. Or, like, if you think that uh, that strap's not going to hold, like, the, the hook claw part, like, put it on a good anchor spot. Yeah. I will say, from all my experience in hauling, through the wheel, the yeah. bottom spoke yeah. at the bottom of the barrel, loop through that and, and go across the back and everyone has different ways of strapping but in my experience what worked best going through Colorado mountains or flat roads in Texas is X across the back X across the front and a lot of people have splitters or bumpers they don't want to damage if you go on the bottom barrel of the wheel very rarely will your lip or splitter go below the bottom barrel of the wheel so bottom barrel of the wheel and across if you have tow hooks even better but yeah especially like 90s Japanese cars it's one of my favorite things they all have the hooks in the back two up front and two in the back back. yeah it's one of my favorite things that's one thing I personally I take a lot of time doing like trying to make everything secure because it could I mean it could save your car yeah yeah. and your trailer or yourself in general yeah if your car goes rolling off a trailer like if you're flying down the road it's yeah, it might take you with it too it and that's what and especially now in our state of Tennessee um, I mean you have the new law that passed uh, a little over a month ago now um, that anything that comes off your truck or trailer and if it injures somebody You're you liable. are held liable for it so you your car comes off law. That be just like, well I'm going to start following construction, so, but... clo- uh, construction trucks real close <laughs> see if I can get some money just yeah. kidding that's allegedly yeah like, in <laughs> Minecraft you know in Minecraft. Construction, construction in Tennessee? What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, they don't fix anything. They did just finish Pellissippi, and that feels like a drag strip now. Oh, it's is awesome. It, is it, they finally fixed the bridge crossings yet? Not all the bridge crossings, oh, okay. but they did fix some of the ones on the northbound side, and it's very – I drove up there this morning in my NPC car. Very nice. Yeah, we went to go watch Grand Turismo. I was looking in my mirror because I was in the Miata, but I'm in a stock Miata ride, so I can go over no problem. I look back at Sean Splitter, and I was like – Brother L. <laughs> <laughs> I see you like, you're like throwing your hand out the window. You're like, you're good. You're good. I was like, no, I'm good in here. Where yeah. are we? Oh, it's when we first left to go to the last track. Then we yeah. tried to go. I tried to cut through this church park. Dude. Oh, Dude, they've no. got these big like Monza sausage curves. Monza <laughs> sausage. <laughs> Church park. I tried to go over it. I'm looking like out the window. Bumps for Jesus. Didn't even stop. Just like yeah. hit the side of it and turn around. Yeah, I literally. I was like, nope. I was like, I'm not ruining this entire trip for three hours. Five minutes to... into it. Yeah, yeah. I was Gosh. like, I'm going all the way around. Yeah. Now, now, can we please, on the track related side, torque all your stuff? And if yes. you can, if and I, I know I say this, if you can afford a track day, you should be able to afford a torque wrench. Yes. We're at the intermediate level. That means open up for budget or you've done enough track days. You have all the basics. Splurge just a little bit and get a torque wrench. Just torque all your stuff down. You yep. can even buy a $25 one at Walmart. I was going to say, yeah, Harbor, Harbor Freight. Freight. Like, um, it doesn't have, have to be. One. I have an Harbor Freight. It doesn't have to I've be a snap had on. an issue. Yeah. yeah. If your torque Sponsor specs us. 80 foot pounds, <laughs> you can do 85 and you can do 75. It, it, you don't have to have it exactly 80 foot pounds. So bring a torque wrench. We were talking about keeping tools clean earlier. If you can build, almost like when someone goes on vacation, just build a build a bag of what you need. You don't have to bring every tool you have. Now they have like the boxes that you can buy from Home Depot that have all the tools. Yep. You can bring one of those if you feel comfortable doing and that. And they're $100 roughly. If you're really fancy, you can with them uh, Marita dog fight bags. Oh, oh the roll yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, you, really? Ooh. Sell me one. Bags. Dang it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go when I get my Type R. I'm going full JDM spec on that. Spoon this, Mugen that, and read the dogfight. 
Yeah, just get one of those, uh, like, little metal. What material is that? It's almost just like uh, a bag. Like, well, it's like it's canvas. You can yeah, tell, it's just yeah. a bag. Like, you can just throw it in there. It ain't going to be all, like... Or if you just get a tool bag, a yeah. Home Depot tool yeah, bag, that's, that's $15. Kind of like yeah. It's just like a little tool bag. And, and get in essentials, right? This is what I need for, like, my brake bleeders. You know, just think, if you, especially if you have a big brake kit. Yes. You know, this is what I need for my calipers. This is what I need for my lug nut. This is what I need for, like, my strut tower. Like, things just... Build build a list of the tools that you actually will need. Usually what I'll do is I'll throw in like one of the little it's like a a long tray thing that has like little socket. The socket thing, yep. on. I'll throw yeah. one of those in, the, the deep wells, the short well. I'll usually throw in probably three or four inches. Uh the ratchets, yeah. And then usually like the all the wrenches I'll throw those in. That's I mean, I don't go over I mean, I've got a whole big toolbox. Yep. But just bring, I just bring, like, I think about my car and, like, the stuff I need to work on it. Pretty much just there. And if you don't know, look it up. Yes. Like, I can guarantee you when I get my car, I don't know. I'll ask Doug for most of it. But, <laughs> but I don't know what all each size of everything is. I could easily Google it. And just look up like strut tower nut size FL five top and someone will have something. Fourteen millimeter. See exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't wait to get passed by Doug. That's gonna be lovely. I don't. I don't. I just got to have fun. Okay. Shingo. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we were talking and before you got here earlier, and I was like, my FL five, it's gonna be red, and I'm gonna get a license plate that says Shingo, especially based off recent events. Very accurate. You gonna duct tape it? No, bad. no. <laughs> I lost with both my hands on the wheel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so if you can, if you can get your basic toolkit together and throw some fluids in there too. Your brake fluid and if your clutch master cylinder and your brake master cylinder are together, bring extra. Of course, bring your oil. You shouldn't have to bring like trans fluid if you're having to fill your transit transport at the track you would probably have an issue but so in your basics you can bring yeah and this tool bag doesn't have to be massive it doesn't have to take up the size of a full suitcase yeah literally just like in the back seat well and and for a lot of people if they don't have like a tool bag dude throw them in a backpack yep that's what i've done or like a backpack i have done when i first started grocery bag that thing man i had a publix like the plastic canvas just do throw them in there. If you're going bare bones, throw your tools in that backpack, tool bag if you can get one, even a small one. And the things we're talking about don't take up a ton of space and they can save you on track or hopefully they can save somebody else. If there's somebody that needs oil or if there's somebody that, oh, this bolt's stuck, I could really use a tool and you get to help them out. That just makes the experience that much better. You can potentially make friends from that. I know I've made a ton of friends from just helping them out on track or needing help from somebody and they were willing to lend a hand. So that has built the track community to a whole nother ball game, just people helping each other out. So if you get that opportunity, do that. Try not to be the guy that needs stuff. So when we're talking about this, rewind, build your checklist if you need to, but really make sure you have a lot of these dialed in and I'm sure we're going to go into more for the advanced stuff like right. bringing pop-up tents and things like that and making sure your lug nuts are tight on your trailer tires and things like that make but, sure the trailer lights work yes oh my gosh sure if you have trailer a trailer yeah, if you got a trailer make sure like, just a little pre-check yeah, start, pre-check. start the truck put the hazards on go in the back for the love of god clean your trailer oh my god this I know way too many people with like, dirty trailers advanced stuff too you got a big so trailer <laughs> you kind of go to the point where you have 
you're still traveling to the track, but this is kind of more of the heavy hitter for the guys that have trailers, primarily with diesel trucks. How many times have you been on the road and you need the... Uh, oh, my uh, gosh. So, uh, EPA <laughs> don't ban me, but my truck does not Definitely take DEF. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. My, <laughs> my truck is a 2007, early 2007, so no no DEF emission stuff. Oh we're, my God, so we're on that. 2012 Cummins, third gen. Cummins, no, no DEF. <laughs> no DEF. And I bought it. It was the last year they were no DEF. Yep. And, and man, that's... But yeah. when And, and you have to terrible. understand, when you are going from, I'm driving my car to the track... And this is what I'll bring. And, and you guys really nail these basics and the intermediate level stuff. And you say, okay, I got all this. I'm doing this. I've saved up enough. I'm going to get a trailer and I have my vehicle. You should inspect your trailer and your hauling vehicle to the same level, if not higher than you do your, your race, race car. car. Yeah. Because if one of those fails, not only will you lose that, you will also lose your race car. If you don't check the brakes on your F-350 King Ranch... And that thing decides to be going down a hill, coming especially like from Tennessee down to Atlanta. If you're taking some back roads and you lose brakes, you will lose everything. Yep. So and it happens you, extremely quick. Yeah, and oh, and it gets faster. Yeah, and yeah, it gets real it only fast. Ample, so <laughs> you should inspect your trailer and your hauling vehicle more so than you inspect the vehicle that's being hauled. When I had my hauling company, I don't keep bringing it up, but we're talking about hauling vehicles. I, my truck, I spent way more money on my truck than I ever did on my trailer or the accessories I used to strap vehicles down combined. Yep. Right. I mean, because that, if anything happened, I mean, I was done. And especially in your instance, you know, your truck is your moneymaker. And in our instance, for track days, your truck is your ride home. Yeah. Need more or less, you know. For most of us, our, all, our, all our cars are street legal. Um, Love the air quotes for yeah, people that couldn't quotes, see that. But, um, I think yeah. some big air quotes on that so, one. So uh, we'll we'll say they're street legal, but in Tennessee you don't have to pass. They're street suggested. Luckily. Yeah, yeah, um, they're better than some. <laughs> Everybody of the stuff with street see. suggested cars. Um, but I mean, for some guys, you know, yeah, exactly. Whenever we first started, kind of dipping our toes into the autocross scene before we even knew track days were a thing, we went out on a limb and bought a spec Miata. And guess what? That was not street legal by a mile um there were no lights on the entire car and it was like how are we going to get this anywhere because we did at that time i mean we were 16 and 17 we were like why did we do this like we don't even have our own cars like what are we going to do with you this never had pulling up to weigel's and inspect <laughs> yeah. um and it was one of those like we had it and we realized we we're like man this really kind of sucks like we can't do anything with this car we took it to two autocrosses and we got our butt handed to us by uh, SCCA like national championship or competitors and it was like, the truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some guy out there in uh what was the car that you said you aligned? The step wagon van. Yeah, out, out there bullying but us. But that brings up a really good point about your spec Miata, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. We're going over a lot. Stop over modifying your car for a track day. Yes. Oh my god, you talk about prepping, don't over modify your car. Do your brake fluid, do all that, have the basics, but stop over modifying your car when you go to track days. You don't need a 650 wheel horsepower C7 with a wing. Yep. That's also another thing is like, I mean, you don't have to, I've seen plenty of stock Miatas out there bullying stuff. Oh, yeah. They should be nowhere near. And it's a more of a learn your car before you learn 
yourself. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know. And that's where the notepad comes in, like what I mentioned. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's a good thing, like, to toot on our boy Austin a little bit, you know, give him some love. Um, He has been... Your brother. My new brother, yes. Yeah, so Godfoot, I know this kind of... They're like, what? Oh, this God. Is, so this is what Everyone's going to get really about. confused. I, I need to, if you're listening in, um, if you were listening to episode one and episode two, Jody was on episode one uh, mm-hmm. of the season, and Austin Jody was is too. Godfoot. <laughs> so, um, okay. Jody... Who's God Hand? Who's God? Who's God Hand? God Armor? Is it God Armor? I thought it was God Hand. God Armor, God. It's God Armor or God Hand is God dang, that's what it is. Cop God foot. God dang, you did a C, bro. <laughs> God dang, not. But yeah, no, Austin's your brother. So yeah, okay. Yeah. But, oh, okay, so going back to Austin, shout out to Austin for what reason? So he, I mean, he deserves it. I know where you're going. He but. is um, extremely good at teaching, and that's something he is extremely good at. Um, our first track day, we had Austin as an instructor. Luckily, we knew Wade and Doug, and they were all kind of in touch with everybody. Um, Austin was extremely helpful before. <laughs> he uh, was able to teach us stuff we weren't really sure of, kind of help us through the checklist like we're doing to you all now. Um, and even at this last track day at Barber, after we have you know 10-plus track days under our belt, he was still able to show us, like, hey, this is where you're losing time. And with the notebook thing, he would bring out a Walmart, you know, paper rule notebook and break out his pen and be like, here is turn one. This is where you're losing speed. And oh. your next corner, you would be like, wow, I really was losing like, a lot of sorry, speed. He's like speed racer. Right? Yeah, sorry for like, everybody that I just clapped into the mic. That brings up such a good point. We were talking about uh, having the schedule on your phone. If you can, print out the track map. Yes. Print it out. Don't screenshot it. Print it out and do exactly what Austin did. And, and have paper and say, look, this is my line. This is where I'm, I'm kind of messing up. And this is a lot of for the intermediate, I would say, because if you're basic first couple track days, you're going to be instructed or going to be in a lead follow type of situation. So you'll be good there. Um, and I will say one of the things to not bring to a track day is your ego. Good yes. Lord, please. When you go to the track day, expect to be the worst driver there. It doesn't matter how much experience you've had; someone's faster, and you can learn from them. Oh yeah! Please, for the love of God, yeah, leave we've your ego seen our fair share of bad r- drivers up the, out on track. Yes. Oh, spec me out a guy. Good. The NC wasn't it an NC at uh, where they were bump no, drafting down road Atlanta. It was out. Yeah, was third. You're gonna take it out last weekend of the VIR. Oh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a there was a kid at the track that brought his ego and was passing people without point buys and all this stuff. And this was a couple of years ago. I think yeah. it was a couple it was last of years. Year. Last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so leave your ego at home. We're talking about what to bring. Please, for love of everything, you're out there to learn. And the only way you can learn is by being a student. You can't be a student with an ego. Leave your ego at home, please. You can't be a student when you're bum drafting down those trees. Yeah, I was about to say, don't bum drafting down turn 12. Like mid turn five. Oh my gosh. And he passed you on the other side. Passed me on the right side of turn five of Road Atlanta, which is nothing more. I mean, I'm talking like past the rumble strip. It's five feet. It's five feet to the wall. And that Miata's. Four feet wide. No, and another thing about being a student, and this is, I, I would say, this is for more basic. This is your more basic stuff. This is my take on basic stuff you need to bring to the track. Is do some research before you go. Don't show up and be brand new and never at? done anything. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. We're yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, like before we did it, we were sent videos. Look up stuff like 
your car. I mean, I'm sure at some of these bigger tracks, you think Road Atlanta, you think Nashville Super Speedway, stuff like that. Somebody has taken your car around that track before, oh, yeah. and they've no put doubt. a video on it. Especially, um, it, Miata. especially in my case, like Miatas, they've been on every track in America, and then some, you know. Um, so it's very easy to look at the track and kind of get a feel. Like whenever I first pulled up to Road Atlanta, I saw Turn 12, and I called wade and couch and i was like holy cow this thing is huge when we pulled in at the gate it was like the most menacing thing yes. it, it was dark outside yep and I, we pulled in the gate and i just looked at that hill i was like are you freaking serious i was like, I was like i'm gonna go down that this tomorrow? ain't like forza <laughs> no this isn't no. like forza. This is not forza my sim doesn't look like that's this that's my favorite reaction when we go to road atlanta it's like we're bringing somebody new and especially if they're riding with us or they're all walking yeah. like so what do you think they're like Holy yeah. <laughs> That's another good thing, by the way, for the advanced section. I know we're, we're in the advanced area right now. Yeah. If, if you can, bring some walkies. Oh, my gosh. It's yes. so much easier than phones. Oh, that was nice. That was oh, awesome. it's so, and, it, and especially if you can be in the car with somebody, bring comms for your helmet. Mm-hmm. Be able to hook up. I, I, like, I used to ride with Grant a lot, the guy with the Silver 8-6 and a red cage. Yep. I used to ride with Grant a ton, and he always had comms. And it made everything so much easier, like in the car. But also out of the car, it's just easier when you're on the other side of the paddock. It doesn't matter if it's VIR or AMP or Road Atlanta. It should be super easy to radio somebody. I like Grant. Grant's a good kid. And you they, can get comms extremely Grant cheap is too. very, very drive educated. You know what's crazy? Yeah, they're he, extremely cheap. He used to Grant used to have the eight six record, like stock power eight six record at Road Atlanta, and Casey Heldman went out there. I think it was his first or second track day and tied it. It's like the time. The the way Casey drove at his first track day ever was mind boggling. I I wish I could watch him drive now. Unfortunately, he doesn't come out as much. He's doing other things with life. But big shout out to Casey Heldman. He talking about ego humbled a lot of the '86 Atlanta guys one night. We were up here for Toge Fest, and he had a Celica, and it was cut springs and XXRs. And we were going. We were leaving the gas station, and he was Casey. I guess was like sitting by the dumpsters, like down on Twenty Eight just right there by the gas station and we were all leaving it was like seven of us we were feeling kind of cocky you know 86 Atlanta just slayed the dragon we start going and we were somewhat experienced with mountain driving because of Blood Mountain and we start going and on 28 without a ton of pull-offs he picked us off one by one by one and and he got Colin who was the leader of the group at the time he got Colin like probably a mile before the boat ramp and just picking us off just bing bang boom and he wiped out some egos really quick. And that's when we met him. And no one knew his name for all of that Toge Fest. And everyone just called him Land Rocket. <laughs> and and he's a phenomenal driver. But Casey's a really good example of being a student and only bringing the essentials. Right. Because it, it, it makes you more versatile at using the basics. And I, I've always argued that whatever car I track, I will always drive it to the track because it keeps it simple. Like, I never want to deal with hauling. And I, I did it for work and all of that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but I never, I just don't want to deal with it. It overcomplicates a lot of things. It helps in a lot of areas, but the whole mo- more money, more problems type of thing. Yep. So I just want to street drive my car. And we talk about the basics and the intermediate level stuff. I can bring just about all of that in any car, whether it's an 8.6 or a Miata or a Type R. You can bring a lot of that stuff. Right. So for a lot of the people out there, don't be intimidated because you don't have a truck and trailer. For a lot of people, that is not the end game. No, not. The end game can be, I'm going to street drive my car 
to the track and just go out there and learn and have fun, drive it eight tenths and just, you know, you're not trying to win a trophy, no. go out there and then just drive the car home. Yeah, this and, last track day, I, I mean, I have a truck and trailer. My truck was down this last track day, but I literally did Wade, uh, fortunate enough, he, was, he threw me some stock wheels. I drove my BRZ out for Four hours to Charlotte. Four hours to Charlotte. Drove, drove to Charlotte on some stock <laughs> <laughs> Drove it there and had a blast and drove it back home. And and a lot of modern cars can do that. You know, you're talking 2005 and up probably can, can do that pretty effectively. You're not too, too worried about things breaking. And so don't be intimidated by like, oh, well, what, you know, what do I do if I, you know, if I start burning oil or what do I do if I run out of brakes and things like that? You know, manage your consumables effectively, gas, oil, brakes, tires, manage that effectively. That's part of why we're talking about this on the basics and at the intermediate level is you should have the wherewithal to manage these situations effectively. So if you're street driving your car, make sure your pads are in good order at the tech, you know, the tech inspection beforehand, do all that. And then when you're street driving your car, like Sean probably didn't have to worry about much because he prepped effectively. And so, and so if you can cover, if you can cover the basics and the intermediate level stuff to about a hundred percent, then you'll be fine for the track day. Yeah. So the truck and trailer isn't the end game for everybody. And especially like when you're going to your first, whether it's, I know a lot of people don't do this, so all across the list you go like, I'm talking like stick and span, boomer, mobile. You know, a lot of people drive the all across is right. Yeah. Unless you're bringing your one of one. 67 Corvette. Yep. Right. Um, with a nine inch wicker bill on the back of it. <laughs> like Sam. We have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when you're going to an event, especially for the first time, you're not pushing your vehicle or what platform you're on hard. Right. You're just learning. You're trying to get the basics. You're trying to, you know, just kind of get the rhythm of what's going on. Now, if you're like how we are now and we're showing up, that's the reason, other than the fact that we can lock everything up and we can sleep in it. My car. Whenever we're going to track day, the run group that we're in now, even though it's a HPD, you're out there with a lot of fast people. And to keep pace, you have to keep going fast, right? You can go out there and float around, but in order to be successful with your track day, you got to, to continue to learn. To, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to float to the category like, wait, break this, I need to get it home, right? Yep. So, right. So I was talking to Reed. Uh, last year, and I was like, hey, I'm going to start getting back into track days again. I've done a ton, and they were like, okay, well, just we know your driving level. We've seen you drive before and all this. What group would you feel comfortable being in? And I said, I never want to be in red. I just want to stay in yellow. I don't want to be that fast. He'll call and, you a bitch. That's fine. <laughs> call me a bitch. That's, that's okay. <laughs> what, what they say to me, I've said six inches from the mirror, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, so... My, but I told him, I said, I just want to stay in yellow because for that exact point, though, I don't want to push my car that hard. And even though, you know, my car is going to be, you know, somewhat covered, you know, that's one of the benefits of just being with Haggerty is that they provide stuff like this is I'm not going to abuse that. I'm not going to go out and, you know, like Doug and I were talking about type R's beforehand. I don't need to drive it so fast. I'm going to like blow a turbo line or overheat or do this or that, whatever might happen, right? The the risk amplifies with speed. It always does. So for me, staying in yellow, I can grow as a driver. This is my going to be my first time getting back into FF, especially with like eight tenths driving in three, four years, probably three years. And so there's no reason for me to be in red, and I don't want to push the car that hard. Maybe one day I'll get comfortable enough, but even then, even then, I will prep the car to drive there and drive home. Right. I will never. And that reminds me, too, what you saying that 
um, kind of ties in, Doug can say this too, is trailer, car, regardless if you're driving in on a trailer or just driving in by yourself in a car, you know, knowing the area, like the hotels and the gas and stuff like that, like where to get it, but also like sleeping. A lot of people can sleep in their car as soon as their equipment, like all their equipment's mm-hmm. out of the car, or you can kind of like shove what you can over the side. If it doesn't need to be out in the weather, obviously it stays in the car. Oh, right? you can sleep in an 8.6. You know, you can sleep, sleep in the car or yep. sleep in the trailer. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's a cool thing. And one thing you can know about setting up, like when you get there, are you going to have power? Are you not going to have power? Are you need to get a generator? Uh, can I stay at a hotel? How far am I, am I from a hotel? Uh, and gas stations too, like midday, you're going to need fuel. Oh, yeah. So, know where they how are. How much was gas at freaking Charlotte? Oh, it was nine dollars oh, a gallon. Yeah, yeah. I always bring him some gas, and he was like, "Yeah, it's nine dollars a gallon." And I was like, "I'll be right back." I drove grab my wallet. <laughs> half a mile down the road. For yeah. anybody going to Atlanta Motorsports Park, I don't believe their gas pumps are up and running still. And if you want to get gas, it is a hike to go get gas from A and P. Bring some uh, jugs. Bring jugs or just plan. Oh, at lunch, I'm going to go get lunch at the gas station near the gas station, and it's 25 minutes away. Yep. And that's a that's a big thing, and this is basic all the way to advance. I've seen this with red group drivers and green group drivers. You Please, please, for the love of God, we were talking about a schedule earlier. Follow that and plan accordingly. Like, don't get to the track 10 minutes after the driver's meeting starts. Yep, because you'll be that guy yeah. that makes mistakes. I'll never forget, it was about five years ago, I was at a track day. It wasn't a Jayzilla day. I was at a track day, and there was a guy that showed up late to a driver's meeting, and he flipped his Challenger at turn seven. Oh, my God. He flipped it. At the road, Atlanta? Yeah. Turn you, seven, the slowest turn. How do you on, blow? Inside curb, seven, baby. He hooked oh, that thing. Oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Curb to wall, by the oh, way. Mm. You know what say? You'll have that on the big jumps. In my opinion, the best the best track day is the one that's closest to stock. Yep. In Always. Well, we were talking about don't over modify your car. Like like the Civic. When I start tracking that, oh, it's not going to get modified for year plus. I mean, my first three track days, I drove on stock pads, which was probably not a good idea. But <laughs> stock pads with good fluid, I could see. Uh, yeah, I still stock fluid. Didn't do. Dogs out there. Doug's out there at 20 miles an hour, like the like on Ricky Bobby. It's like, why are they going so fast? Uh, no, that was me at Road Atlanta. Uh, yes. My last Road Atlanta experience because I was on almost bald 280 tray wears. Uh, for a group that talks about like making sure that we have good tires, I was I was prepared for this one, but not a hundred percent prepared for this one. Uh, and and you, well, this is the whole. It goes full Negative circle. 200%. You figure out the hard way if you don't prepare. Yep. And that was me figuring out the hard way. Was I still safe on track? Sure. Uh, was my braking zones way further than I wanted them to be? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I got to experience riding with you during that. Yeah. It was, uh, we were braking as you basically crested the hill coming into uh, 10A. And 10A. Just to be on the safe side. You know, I was just like, I don't want to overcook this. And I overcooked 10A, like, I think four times the whole track day i mean and then after that track day i realized okay now it's time to put some proper brakes on it i'll never forget that same track day that yellow and red group at the end oh god yeah it was a convertible spider porsche whenever it rained in the supra in the supra it was uh i think mike in his 
GT3. Yep, GT3. And then it was Rick and the Camaro. We and were Camaro. all like, you know, obviously it's track day, right? Yep. And we're all having fun. Not racing, but, you know, we're trying to keep pace with each other. Yep. Well, okay. Well, we just dive on Okay. So, leading up to this, I was further ahead, so you <clears throat> didn't get to see this part. The person starting the run group, starting the run group, was a bone stock looking RX-8. So he had 200 horsepower, give or take. On a good day. And so for the first, he didn't let anybody buy until the back stretch. So for the first all up turn one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, he's got this line of cars <laughs> behind him. Line. And I'm, I'm part of that group. I'm like, I'm behind him. I'm like, get the f- out of my way. And he finally lets me buy. And when I went to pass him, I'm getting passed, passed by a Cayman R. Yeah. So then this, here comes the freight train of, of backstrain. down the backstrain. <laughs> no, you. You passed me on the outside. The, the the spider passed me on the inside. We were three wide in a 10A. I passed you at 142 miles. Yeah. yeah. I was already on the brakes whenever you were passing me, still in throttle. I just didn't have good pads at the time. And, and that's again, comes full circle is not being prepared enough. Uh, if I would have had the tires that I have now and the brakes I have now, it would have been totally different. I mean, it would have been a totally different experience. And that track day made me realize that if I am going to commit to doing more track days with this car, I need to make sure it's prepared for it. Yep. And that's that's essentially what I did. So I switched pads. I switched rotors. I did stickier tires. Uh, you know, I did this, that, and the other. And now here comes Red Atlanta again, and this is a redemption run for me. <laughs> redemption. <laughs> so, Sean, you're going, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, no, no. It needs to be you yes. show up be a No, it needs to be yes. It needs to be yes. Come yeah, on. We'll see how uh, You guys do know Logan's coming. Yes. Yep. Logan Lowe. Logan yeah. will be there. Uh, he is spicy incredibly excited. Yeah. I think he's starting out in blue. I think he's going to try and attempt to get the yellow. Which this is his first track day since... Right Atlanta last year. Yeah, yep. last year. Him and uh, uh, Zach Standards did some run. They did a whole session get, passing each other back and forth uh, in his Fox body. Yep. Like you would, you would watch turn where we were sitting. Turn one, you'd watch the egg go by, then the Fox body. Then the next thing you know, the Fox body's leading the egg, and the next thing you know, they're passing each other again. <laughs> they were having a blast. It was as much fun as me and you at Charlotte. That was fun. Uh, I definitely, you know, I had the horsepower advantage, but man, around the corner was so much fun. It just, you know, the, the whole drafting while in the banking was just, yes. I, you know, I definitely had a Ricky Bobby moment. I'm going fast, you know. I mean, like, I, I did it to you. Yeah, that it was my favorite thing at the very, the very last session, watching Wade pass people in the rain, and it was cra- the the rooster tail of water nice. with your arrow working, but just watching you on track. Oh, dude, it was. Kid. I had to fight for my life in Red Group for that track. Dude, it was nothing but like stock cars. There was a ton of Corvettes. There. <laughs> yeah, there was. Fast Corvettes. Fast Corvettes. 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 Corvettes yeah. There were NASCARs out there. There was Mark Brumman going around in his you know, Super, Super Trofeo. Yeah. 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 He was, yeah. a, he was in Yellow Group. Yep. He was in yeah. Yellow Group. Yeah. But, uh, but just. Passed, uh, was, I remember seeing, I remember uh, seeing the videos. Camden yeah. was riding with me. And we came out of, what is it? You go by like Pitt and you got turn one, two. Yeah. Out of two, dude, he just blew by. I was just like, ah, I was like yelling. <laughs> I, dude, I did that too. I just remember, I, I remember seeing the videos of him. He's like, well, set a new top speed. It's like 180 on the banking, and he's like blowing the doors off of people. I'm like, you, you know, those guys are either turned up or they are scared for their First life. First session, I went out with Wade in his car, and 
I didn't even, I knew that somebody said that that thing was out there, but I was like, he probably won't come out until it's used. No. First long straightaway, dude, yeah. he passes it. Gone. He was I, was, I Gone. yelled. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He passed He passed me on in between one and two. I think he's passed me a total of like three or four times the whole weekend, but uh, or that whole day. But he passed me in between NASCAR one and two, and I'm wide on throttle, getting to the gears. Of course, he just appears in your rearview mirror. It doesn't, oh, yeah. It's he's not, there, then he's gone. Yeah, it's not much. progressive by any means. No, not at all. And I'm I'm so focused on wanting to hear him and listen to him and watch him fly by. I end up bouncing your rev limiter in third gear, <laughs> not, not even meaning to. I was just like. I was so focused Waiting on him. On it. <laughs> I was. I was just so excited to see that. Because how many people doing track days can say they've been passed by an IMSA Super Trofeo race car? I mean, like... A, a very successful one at that. Seen one. Yeah, you know? a su- successful one that actually competes actively. Yeah, he just raced last uh, second. He raced second it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VIR, yeah. Yep. I was at first. I didn't realize they had, like, that big different of a, classes yeah. In, yeah. in the race. It was pretty no, I did get to see. I went to uh, a Eurofest show because our shop, our shop was a sponsor or a, a vendor booth, and he brought his white slant nose Porsche yep. to it. Holy crap! His collection is unmatched. Yeah, oh, also, yeah, shout out him. He's a Haggerty client. Yep. yep. We're still trying to find out how he got to make as much money as he did. You say he he made a Facebook post the other day, and he was like, "I'm bored. Is anybody selling a company?" Like, <laughs> what? The? What? Bro, what? Who knows? He, no, and, but he's super nice. He's really like he let like oh, yeah, Mike I and Gino and all like that. Thirty minutes. Though. He's so super nice. Yeah, his RW his RWB is. Yes, oh. his uh, purple RWB. Yes. Yep. yes. Oh, he, it's just such a flex for him to pull that thing in that in that uh, in the garage garage back to back with the back to back with the Rafael. It's like, dude, you are flexing on yeah. everyone <laughs> in just this those job, two right? cars alone. Let alone the other forty he has. That whenever we went to Radwood, yep. um, he, he rolled, brought them all he out. Rolled, he brought the whole show with him. You know, he showed up. I didn't even like, know I'm he here. was at Radwood. Yeah, that was his. All of those all cars. Those cars I did not so, know. Speaking of bringing the essentials, do we want to tie it together? Are we still going? Uh, we can tie it together here because we're we're, yeah, we're about we're about there. So if you could only bring, it is your first track day. This is your only car. What is the top list? item for you on your checklist as you're prepping it for track building a checklist what are you putting at the very very top <laughs> inspection sheet and go box yeah, I, I didn't hear a se- inspection sheet yeah. Yeah. inspection sheet in your glove box yes a what inspection, inspection sheet oh okay what the hell is suspension sheet it's your picture sheet everyone that's listening to the podcast replay Doug about 15 seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it doesn't help that I don't have So the inspection there. sheet in the glove box. Because yep. if you forget that, you are done, so I would you say doing a track for day. me, um, the majority of my track days came with a stock 1.6 short nose Miata. Bring extra belts. <laughs> I have. That's cannot, oddly specific. I cannot tell you how many times it has been 1 a.m. and we are driving around in Nashville or Atlanta and just searching for some. Hitting, hitting the parts. <laughs> yeah. Tearing them down. It's yeah, exactly. Um, we look like a, a white girl going through Nashville, Broadway. You know, we're shutting them down. We're trying to find a one-six bell, and that is not how you want to be. Um, take it from me: if you're a Miata guy with a stock motor, pack an extra set of belts um, and take your AC belt off, unless you have power steering. But, what about to all the non-Miata people? What are you saying? Top of the list. What are you bringing? So for top of the list. Um, I mean, it's been touched on, you know, do your pre-car inspection, make sure your car is prepared to go. And then on top of that, 
um, your essentials, oil, you know, some coolant. You're probably going to use some more than likely um, so if you're in your, an older car. Bring your liquids. Yeah, bring your uh, brake fluid. It's saved my butt plenty of times at the track. Um, just a bottle, two bottles, you know. Um, and it doesn't have to be, like, the top-of-the-line stuff. For me, I run the Moto RBF 660 in my cars. Um, never had an issue out of it. It is kind of pricey, though, but... What if you're it? on a balling on a budget, you know, put some dot four, put something better than your stock yeah. stuff in there. Your food. Yeah. I can't say it. I cannot say it. I'm gonna say probably my tool bag. My, literally, that's that was what I was gonna say. The tool bag, because I mean, if I if I address everything else like, before I leave to go to the track, I'm topping off all my fluids, everything's good to go. If I bring just my tool bag and have to work on something I could wrench on it but if something I mean you need to be more prepared but if I had one thing I could bring it's probably, probably going to be my tool bag I think one thing I'm going to bring and it kind of ties in the a lot of different aspects I can talk about bringing something physical I can talk about bringing liquid I can talk about bringing you know drinks and stuff to stay hydrated but like bring a good mindset oh, I was waiting yes, I knew yes, I knew it was going to come up going there, but... there, don't be that guy you know, leave the egos at the house Learn, you know, like you said, bring, bring a notepad. You're not going to look stupid sitting there writing down stuff. No. You're going to be seen as like, that guy's paying attention. I want to see what he can be. He cares. Yeah. So, right? So, you know, bring a good open mindset. Learn. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to look probably like an idiot sometimes. I know I have plenty of times. Still do? No, I'm, still <laughs> I'm right just now. kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, You're the one on track. I'm sorry. Another, thing, another thing to touch on the good mindset is bring a gun. <laughs> yes, yes. No, um, don't go in there. Like, for me, my case, I showed up and I had this big trailer, this truck, you know, I'm young. I went in there with, like, I am going to be the best thing since sliced bread here, you know. And I rolled in and immediately got extremely humbled whenever I saw this 18-wheeler rolling in with stackers of just cars. And I was like, wow, I am literally dirt here. I'm a peasant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am the brokest guy here. Yeah, but, don't let that get you down. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, just don't go in there. And just because you showed up in your car and slept in your car last night, don't think that the guy racing his GT3 RS that's never been on a track before in his life don't think he's better than you. Go out there like you have a chip on your shoulder. Go out there like you have something to prove, but don't overdo it. Don't go out there and wreck somebody, hurt yourself, hurt somebody else, or have to pay Barber a crazy amount of money for cutting their grass. And please. So we got our inspection sheets. <laughs> we got our inspection sheet. We got our fluids, our tool bag, our good mindset. Did you bring it to Duck uh, said the inspection sheet. Oh, he did. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought he stole it. Like, hey. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It was pronounced suspicious sheet. Yeah. Bring, bring your suspicion sheet. And f- and if I could end it on one thing, it was the one thing I started with. Bring your track insurance. <laughs> Shout out Haggerty. Okay. All right. If you're signing up on Motorsport Reg, get your track insurance. Almost everything's Motorsport Reg now, and yep. we own Motorsport Reg, so. Another shout out to Haggerty. It's extremely easy to use. It is. And our claims, by the way, if, if people didn't know, our claims are in house. So if anything ever did happen, you're getting Haggerty claims, not outsourced claims. So, and we sponsor Jay Zilla Track Days. So yep. we're supporting the drivers. Shout out to James. Yeah, shout, shout out to James. James. Yeah. So I'm bringing my track insurance. So checklist our 129 Toge basics checklist. We have good mindset. Bring your tool bag, bring your fluids, bring your suspension sheet, and bring your track insurance. Jesus.
Suspicious. <laughs> Sean looks like he has something to say. Uh, I meant I was trying to chime in earlier. This is just one little quick thing. On the way to the track, if you're trailing your car and stuff down, you're gonna stop for gas. Check check your straps. Check, check, your, straps. Straps. check your straps. And make sure you say the magic words. That ain't going nowhere. That ain't going, that ain't going nowhere, brother. I worked 85 hours. <laughs> my first part time. Nope. I've had bad experiences with not checking straps. Whenever yeah, we, somebody... whenever we hauled Lindsay's Del Sol to Radwood, I got there and found my front bumper now had a magical hole in it from rubbing up against the front of the trailer the whole time, and that was extremely fun to find out right before a car show. So I thought you were going to say, well, we lost Lindsay's car. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay's car uh, dead. Isaac yeah. is dead. He, oh, he no, I was quad- terrified. He quadruple checked that car before he checked his own. I, I never checked my own car. I think I touched every strap on Lindsay's car probably 25 times yeah. from the four and a half hour drive because we did so not paranoid. go through the gorge. I was terrified for my life. I was like, if we get there and there's a dust on this, I'm dead. The like, dust. this is my life. <laughs> hey, one thing before we close out tonight, too, is I did the same thing, right? I was hauling Alex's car. We had it in the and I took it down there. Yep. Alex doesn't have a handbrake. So I remember this. It kept eating straps. It kept chewing straps where the wheels weren't chalked and just rocking back and forth. It chewed like two axle straps. <laughs> Jesus. I remember stopping to get diesel. I needed diesel. And you were like, I'm going to check my straps. And then you were like, I need a strap because this one's broken. <laughs> and we were like, what? But luckily you had a strap down properly, so it didn't yep. go anywhere. Alex is like, some all these straps. <laughs> <laughs> where did these come from? But, Thank you, Isaac, so much for being on the podcast tonight. It means a lot you came out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Drove from Wisconsin. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I drove like 28 hours to get here. When do we get paid? My Miata, my back's killing me, you know. Is the salary checks in yet, you know? Are they here? <laughs> get the, getting the private jet. Right yeah. The yeah, my Lear jet, you know. I got to go drive my uh, Super Trofeo tomorrow, so. <laughs> he just landed, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's here. He's, he's ready to go. Like, you know, he said, Mr. Gaddy's for you leave. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's too high, high class. It'd be like a, I don't know. I can't even say cookout. That's too high class, you know. Probably a, I don't Especially know. Like gas station, Weigel's, you know. <laughs> give me a Weigel's corn dog. I'll be good. Yeah, I'll get some Weigel's oh, <laughs> Weigel sushi and uh, some uh, corn dog. I'll be good for the flight, you know. Any news, boys? Any news? Anything coming up that we need to know about? All right. Uh, other than Reed's Petite, but we'll talk about that uh, next episode, too. Sweet. For your track day. Yeah, we got some shirts dropping. You got some shirts dropping. Yeah. Got the, got Wait, the, you got some shirts dropping? Yeah, already Bruh. got all the orders. Yes, sir. Bruh. Don't, don't, don't you, got, you got to show me what they look like first. Uh, I'm actually working on a shirt design as well. Shit, he's yes. got some shirts. Finally. Yeah, some, some official Doug Speck. After uh, five shirts. million alignments, he finally gets a shirt. <laughs> yep. Hey, he's just now getting to making some money, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm not, and that's the funny part, man. I'm not even trying to make money off of him. I just wanted to just do it just because. Represent your brand. Too are, many are the nipples cut out? May. <laughs> May. <They're> donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut it They're out. They're tires. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut it out for you. Oh, um, my God. I, I don't know when uh, my my designer should be getting with me either this week or next week to Why show me. Why don't y'all all use the same one and support that business? Yes. Uh, I'm using someone local, someone who uh, hand makes help. the shirts. Uh, we, I'm using someone that actually uh, helps our shop. Uh, it's Andrew Kate. This is who I'm using. Okay. Yeah, give um, him a shout out. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Knox Power. Um, he he works as the full time mechanic for uh, Connor Rosoli at for Osoli Racing. 
Wow. Another yeah, shout out. Yeah, he's the uh, Sully, hometown yeah. boy. Home, hometown boy running uh, pro spec FD. Yes, sir. Uh, might be getting his pro license at the end of this year. I don't know. Uh, might it's just his first year doing pro too, so I'm not sure. Had some promising runs so far. Pro, Watched yeah, some, some, yeah. some of his He stuff. already messaged me asking if he can get back in before I guess Utah. I think yep. is what it was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I'm not gonna release full details on, on the shirt yet because I I gotta wait for it to get the design back. But it will have a Doug Speck logo on it. It will have a 129 Toge logo, um, and it will have a Euro Spec logo on it. So. Well, and speaking of dropping shirts, we have a new line coming to the store very, very soon. I'm going to hit a release, especially with the Save the Toge stuff when we get started on that swap, which I'm going to make a video here next week that you guys will see uploaded as well. Um, kind of going to be different with tie-in stuff on the release of the podcast and release for video schedule on YouTube, but we will tie or we will jump into that later on. Uh, Isaac, thank you so much podcast yeah, thank you guys for listening to us ramble on about different things as always with every single podcast we can go and dive into more and more about it um but that's what is cool about it we can always do that later right yeah. so yeah be sure to like comment leave so how, some good how, how do they leave comment? some good reviews yeah um five stars or bust you know either have this man back on the podcast or never have yep. again. Yeah, put it right. in, put it down in the link. Should I just sell my entire setup and just start golfing or something? Lost or Simon yeah. just posted the comments. Yeah, what no. should I do? <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it in the past. We'll see you.